Hi, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review. I am revisiting John Wick, Chapter 2. I missed the first John Wick in theaters, and I don't know how that happened. I'm a fan of these kind of movies. It came out, I guess I heard about the dog thing, and... Um, I figured it was another Lionsgate attempt at reinventing an action movie with something like a Jason Statham, uh, you know, a transporter move or something like that. And so, you know, it, it, it did okay. The first one made like $85 million at the box office. It was in theaters for a while. But I, that was at the time that, you know, I was like, I wasn't an AMC member yet. This was 2014. Um, I'll catch it on home video. And man, was I blown away. Now, the dog part still bothers me. I have two dogs if you haven't listened to all these podcasts um uh i had a dog as a teenager i became a cat guy through my busy career and now i have two little dogs and i can't even imagine what i would do to someone if anyone intentionally hurt either one of them i would probably go john wick on them very quickly my father taught me about guns you know i won't be as good as keanu is in the movie but you know i, I don't touch my dogs or my family because that's i'm from the south you don't want that but anyway so when I finally saw John Wick 1, I absolutely fell in love with it, kicked myself for not seeing it in the theater, and, and enjoyed it on Blu-ray for uh, multiple times. Funny that they started filming John Wick 2 in 2015. Didn't come out till 2017, but they felt, started filming it a year after the first one came out. Had no idea about that until I looked it up for this review. <laughs> so anyway, during these COVID times, with not that much new material coming out, I'm revisiting some of my older favorite films. And like I've, I've said in a few podcasts, my roommate a couple months ago bought this 85-inch 4K HDR Samsung television that has this incredible picture. And, and I've got the 4K player, so we put them together and... We've been testing out discs, and that's where some of these reviews come from, because I'll watch it. I, I did most of my podcast for the last year on a 55-inch or so. So this is 30 inches bigger and a lot more real estate. And I can tell, like these professional guys now, whether a transfer is good or not. You know... Um, there's a lot of talk in the industry about upconversion that a lot of films are finished at 2K and then upconverted to 4K for 4K Blu-rays and for 4K theaters with the 4K uh, projectors and such. And there's a lot of people that go, well, if it's not native 4K, I don't care. And uh, But you know what? I've taken a Blu-ray that was mastered at 2K and upconverted it myself. And then I've, I've watched a 4K Blu-ray with that upconverted, but it's on the, you know, there is a night and day difference. And the same thing with streaming, as I've mentioned before. So when John Wick 2 was coming out, I don't think they had released John Wick 1 on 4K yet. I don't think that was a thing yet. Um... So I remember, I think I picked up John Wick 2. Well, I did see it in the theater, and I was blown away by it. But I picked it up on, on Blu-ray. And then later, the Best Buy came out with this steel book that had both movies in 4K in it. So I, I upgraded both movies to that. And it wasn't until now that I've been able to see them in their proper you know form on such a great TV. So... I picked John Wick 2 last night because I had the TV to myself, and I, I haven't watched it in a while. I have great memories of John Wick 1 because I watched it so many times, and I have very familiar memories of John Wick 3 Parabellum that I've watched several times in the theater and at home uh, recently. So John Wick 2 is kind of fuzzy in my head. Okay, let's put that in and see. So I started watching it, and let me tell you, first of all, the 4K transfer is insane. <laughs> I have read that every single John Wick movie is a 2K upconvert to 4K. 
I don't care. They are slick looking. The HDR makes the neon and the signs and the taillights and things like that just really pop. Colors. Now that I'm seeing true HDR, you know, HDR 10 plus, Dolby Vision, things like that, I'm seeing that the colors are warmer, richer. It just looks more natural to watch movies in 4K HDR. It, it, it really does make a difference. So I was blown away that John Wick 2 looked as good as it does because up converted on an 85 inch, there's no grain, there's no blurry shots. This is a sharp transfer from Lionsgate and the makers of John Wick movies. So John Wick 2 came out in 2017 and went on to gross over $171 million against a $40 million budget. That's over twice the gross of the original movie. You knew a third one was coming. So I sat down to watch it. Like I said, not remembering much. It opens with the big car chase. I'll get into some light spoilers, but if you haven't seen it, it's been out for five years, you know, for three years. Um, <laughs> you should have seen it by now. Um Keanu Reeves carries the movies. He's doing a great job playing this retired assassin who in the first movie is brought back in because some jerks uh, kill his dog, steal his car. The dog was a gift from his wife who just passed away from cancer. You know, uh, it was the worst thing they could possibly do. And he systematically in the first movie kills everybody involved and everybody who was a family of anybody involved. He kills everybody. And you find out that this character was, when he was working, the boogeyman. That, that, that you know, that he would come, you wouldn't see him. He never missed a kill. He was the top guy in this mythology that they only hinted at in the first movie. Well, in the second movie, they doubled down on everything. They doubled down on the action. They doubled down on the mythology. And they doubled down on the character. And it, as far as sequels go, this is one of the best sequels ever made. It, it does everything that the first movie did, but better. What action fans and action movie directors and aficionados liked about the first movie is because the movies are worked on by former stuntmen and stunt coordinators, instead of um, the typical, what had happened in Hollywood before is you would train your actors a little bit, and then you would do all these quick cuts and close-ups to make it look like they were badasses. Well, in modern times, we've seen that to death since the 80s. It's nice when a director pulls back and we can see the whole scene. Like, we're not closed up on faces or fists. You can see the two guys fighting, struggling, throwing, all that. And that was the big thing that um, the John Wick movies have added to the lexicon of action movies. Other movies were doing it, but John Wick movies got very popular because of Keanu Reeves, because of the movies, whatever. And now we're used to seeing action as it should be presented without all the quick cuts and edits, but more just, you know, just really great shots of, of great stuntmen. And, and, and Keanu Reeves is martial arts trained in real life. So his fight scenes and if you've ever watched any of the YouTube making of videos for these movies, what he goes through in gun training, Keanu Reeves is good. You know, he's like John Wick Jr. in real life. He knows his weapons. He can handle weapons. He can handle swords. He can do martial arts. He's had a lot of training for all these action movies and in his real life. So all of this plays into the movie just coming off like hyper-stylized but grounded and realistic because, again, they're not doing any wire work. They're not doing a lot of CG. There's some CGI blood, but other than that, the fight scenes are two, three, four, six guys fighting in a, in a widescreen shot, and it just it looks realistic. It looks fantastic. It's very exciting. And so through this, the story of John Wick 2, he's dealing with the aftermath of what he did in the first movie. He went after this Russian mob family, and then it, he starts this movie by going to get his car back, because <laughs> he got a new dog at the end of the first movie. And um, 
for some reason, he doesn't kill the head guy, but he kills everybody else in the building, and he gets his car back, but then uses his car as a weapon to take all the rest of the people out. And we get more into what the Continental is and what the high table is. They're still only hinting at it and talking around it, um, but that is what brings people back, even if they don't know it. It's, it's this curiosity about what part of this world even if it's a fantasy world, what what does it all mean? What is it all, you know, they talk about a high table, but they don't explain it. And this, the bad guy in the second movie wants his sister's chair at the high table. And introducing uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Common, Ruby Rose, Lance Riddick is back. You've got great actors in these. John Wick movies would be B-movies in any other hands, but they have elevated them to action classics. They have... Between the John Wick movies, the Raid movies, and the Deadpool movies, these three franchises have changed action movies forever, and it's a good thing. Widescreen shots, great stunt choreography, real stuff, you know, not relying on CG for action, relying on stuntmen and practical effects and guys that really know what they're doing. Makes it much more exciting. So throughout the course of the movie, you know, he's, he, he has to do a, a marker deal that he doesn't want to do, but he does it anyway, and that turns some people against him, and he's got to fight them. And by the end of the movie, he has no other choice but to kill the bad guy on continental grounds, and that's a no-no. So at the end of the movie, you get this thing that it just, this can't even be real, but it's amazing how it all plays out at the end, and I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen it. But the movie ends with John Wick going on the run, <laughs> and that's how it ends. He breaks into a run, and it stops. And so we knew we were getting a third, and I'm super glad that they've green-lighted a fourth and fifth. I'm going to rewatch the third to do another podcast, but I redid this mostly because I think the John Wick movies are getting better as they go. I love the first one. The second one, really, uh, some parts were a little simpler than the first one, but some the action was ramped up, and you can see how two led to three. And I love 3. I think 3 is great. They've added uh, Halle Berry and some other characters and really fleshed out the mythology, but I'll cover that later. So again, not giving you the full story and hoping these movies turned into a franchise, I think was a great gamble that the filmmakers played. Chad Stileski was a stunt coordinator and stuntman working with Keanu Reeves on The Matrix and stuff. Um... Derek Coldstad wrote the movies. He comes back to do them. The, the, he assembles the same team. You've got some of the main actors coming back. Um, you know, John Leguizamo, Ian McShane. I love Ian McShane, and he's great in these movies. Uh, everybody has small roles other than John Wick, but, you know, if you get good actors to play those side roles, it just inhabits them with a little more import, a little more heaviness, a little more, you know, importance to the story. And again, in this movie, you're doing a lot of learning about the mythology and learning about how they do blood on the markers that they they promise to whatever the person asks, that they show the marker, 20 years from now, he's going to have to do whatever the person asks. And these layers of the mythology they put on top of this great action and some decent acting in this movie, it just elevates them what would be a typical 90s action movie or a typical 21st century action movie into something that more resembles art. The action scenes are art. I will argue it all day long. These guys are professionals. And uh, as I mentioned in a Bruce Lee movie review recently, you know, they have these scripts and then they're the blank 
parts where the team will assemble a choreography for to fit this scene. And if you watch all the making of and the extras on these Blu-rays, the fact that they just start with an empty room and some cardboard boxes and some wooden and, and, and plastic weapons... And that translates into some of the most complicated and exciting action scenes that have ever happened on motorcycles, on horseback, in cars, hand-to-hand, shooting, uh, fly, you know, leaping. It, it's they how they creatively come up with new things to shock us, to, to impress us, to... It just... You've got to appreciate the artwork. And I will say the same thing about Aiko Uwes, the star of the Raid movies and many other martial arts movies. His team does incredible work. Uh, obviously, Yun Wu Ping uh, and, and, and all of the Hong Kong movies and the Matrix movies. He, you know, there are some guys out there doing incredible choreography that are much better than just your average fight scene in your average uh, 90s Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or Steven. Well, Steven Seagal did some pretty as far as his style of martial arts, did some pretty good choreography. What I liked about Stigall's style, not to get off, he would walk through a bar and incapacitate and move forward, which is what I was taught in the karate I learned. You don't you do not do the Bruce Lee thing and take on a circle of 12 guys. You go to one to one to one, and you break an arm, you break a leg. You, you incapacitate each one as you go through them so you don't have to worry about them again. John Wick does that with his gun. No matter what he does to a person, flipping, breaking the arm, shooting him in the leg, whatever, he ends with shooting him in the head (laughs) and I I know I laugh but this is a stylized action movie we don't take it seriously we don't expect people to walk through life and just shoot it's it's so over the top and comic bookish that it's like you know it's funny. It's 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 exciting. It's it's like riding a roller coaster. And as he takes these nameless thugs out, you know, what they learned in the first two movies is having the set pieces where it's nameless thug, nameless thug, nameless. Oh, and then he's going to take on somebody who you know looks like they know what they're doing. They tripled down on that in the third movie, where almost all of the set pieces are not taking out large amounts of people with that knife fight. Wow, um, and the outdoor thing with Highly Berry. But the other fights are always with somebody who's matched. You know. Somebody who's up there in his realm that could, you know, have a good fight with him. So John Wick Chapter 2, um, it holds up, but I think the third one's better. I'm going to rewatch it. Um, but this was a sequel that was better than the first. The third one even got better. I can't wait for 4 and 5. If you haven't upgraded to 4K, you've got a big TV, you've got the surround sound system, highly recommend it. It looks great. The music from Tyler Bates and the sound effects, really Um, There's a lot of definition, a lot of surround sound movement, a lot of spaciousness. I tried for a little bit later in the evening that there's a two-channel made-for-nighttime headphones mix kind of thing. That's what you do when you don't want to wake up your significant other other and you watch one of these kind of movies. And it worked pretty well. It still jumped up in volume during some of the louder scenes, but it was easier to hear the lower volume stuff. Didn't use that for very long. I just wanted to test it out because I've honestly never really tested out that feature before. And it was was about 10 o'clock at night when I was doing this, so I'm like, why not? Good time. So anyway... I highly recommend upgrading to 4K. If you've had these things on Blu-ray or whatever, you've just watched them streaming. All the John Wick movies look incredible. They're just showpieces for your audiovisual system. And I love the movies. I Sure, they're not Citizen Kane. They're not, uh, you know, Lawrence of Arabia. And they're not supposed to be. It's You don't go to a roller coaster park, you know, to hear Shakespeare. I go to ride roller coasters. And I watch a John Wick movie for the rush of the action. And... 
same thing with a few other movies that I mentioned. I honestly think the John Wick movies have trained, changed action movies for the better, and that's a wonderful thing. And revisiting John Wick Chapter 2, I thought, I've seen this movie so many times, I'm going to fast forward through things. No, I watched the whole two hours and loved every minute of it. Peter Stormare, let's talk about him. No, in the beginning of the movie, uh, different in every movie he makes, and he's always over the top. There's a lot of other actors that pop up in this movie. But if you haven't seen John Wick yet or any of the John Wick movies, what are you waiting for? I mean, there's two more coming, and it's made. they make a lot of money for a reason. We love them. John Wick 2, or John Wick Chapter 2, which has now been short to John Wick 2, shortened, um, is available. Streaming services. I, I'm sure there'll be another box set coming out, because there was a recently a John Wick 3 box set that put all three movies together, and there'll be a 4 and 5 coming. So I can't wait. I really can't wait. John Wick 2 gets my highest recommendation, as all the John Wick movies do. Keep making them. I'll keep watching them, buying them, and enjoying them. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Thanks for sharing and subscribing. All my links are below if you want to check those out. And thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing day.